Welcome to the Jesus 360 Podcast, a devotional guide to the names and descriptions of Jesus given to us by the Apostle John in the book of Revelation. Brother Daniel and myself, Blair Phillips, will be co-hosting today's discussion on Jesus, the Redeemer of the great multitude that no one can number of all nations, tribes, peoples, and tongues. And so we are in Revelation chapter 7, verse 9. And so here as we move further into this journey, Brother Daniel, our names and descriptions of Jesus are becoming more uh, separated in their distance in the, in the chapters. But this verse reads that after these things I, which is John, looked, and behold, a great multitude which no one could number of all nations, tribes, peoples, and tongues are standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes, with palm branches in their hands. And so our beloved uh, Apostle John is, is beholding the throne room, and he's beholding a very climactic moment in Christian history because he's beholding really the first time we see the Great Commission being completed, a, a scene of the Great Commission and its completion uh, before the throne of the Lord. And so I think that's very key to point out as we head into this discussion. Yeah, if we pay attention to the context of Revelation 7-9, we realize that these uh, precious ones from the nation, actually this text says they come out from the Great Tribulation. Mm. So the first thing I want to point out to all of us is that the Great Tribulation, though it been great, there are going to be many people that will persevere, many people that will be victorious. And it will not just be a localized group of people. It will not just be Jewish only or Gentile only. It will be people from every tongue, every tribe, every people, every nation. Mm-hmm. And that it's fits very, perfectly. It's a global event. Global event that involves diversity of people groups, that will embrace Jesus and continue to keep their yes in the midst of great trouble. And that is very encouraging. That gave me the picture of the victorious church. Mm-hmm. Now, sometime in our life, when we think of the Redeemer in relationship to the victorious church, we think about church triumphantly avoiding all trouble and overcoming all adversity on the earth. But the way that the Bible describes victorious is not just overcoming in a temporal sense, but overcoming in the eternal sense Mm -hmm. because some victorious people as described in Hebrew chapter 11 they actually shut the mouth of the lion and others are actually sawn into two so you know there are great saints however they have different uh, conclusion on the earth in how they finish their race some finish with natural death with a lot of exploit and victory that is so tangible with miracles and signs and wonders that many of us long to walk in on a daily basis and some face adversity and persecution and even uh, die as a martyr in a way that's so gruesome, but yet both are defined as being victorious because they made it before the throne of God by the redemption of the blood of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Now, the other thing I want to point out to all our, all our audience is the fact that when we come to the Jesus who is the Redeemer of great multitudes, now, let's pause for a moment, great multitudes, it means it's inclusive, it's for Everyone is for as many that is willing to believe him. And it doesn't exclude people from different 
cultural background, uh, gender, ethnicity, any classification of diversity you can come up with. I don't think we exhausted uh, our social science uh, classification of different groups of people yet. The reason why I don't want to list them all out right now is because the moment I finish, somebody come up with a new group, a new classification. But no matter what future entails, in terms of our social reclassification of people, um, the gospel and the redemption is open to all humanity mm -hmm. of diverse background mm -hmm. and types and uh, whatever words you can use to describe the way you separate the distinction between people. Mm -hmm. But there's only one way of which all mankind can be saved. That is in the name of Jesus through the gospel. So, the gospel is profoundly inclusive over here because it's for all mankind from all different people, tribes, tongues, and they come in great number. But there's only one way of which we can be saved. And the one person we need to be in covenant with, that is Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. So, and in the Old Testament, the prophet described him in a variety of ways. Like Isaiah will describe him as a like of the nations. Amos will describe him as the one that the nation seeks. Haggai will describe him as the one that is desires, desired by all nations. Mm -hmm. And then Malachi will describe him in Malachi 1.11 as the one whose name is great among the nation. Mm -hmm. So we see the prophets seeing his relationship with nations. Nations represent ethno-linguistic group. And in Revelation 7.9, it's described as tribes, people, tongues, and nations. So, Blair, it's a very exciting to know that God is not limiting only a certain number of people to be saved. No, you know, some believe actually it's the same chapter. chapter Revelation chapter 7, Revelation chapter 14, there's a mention of the 144,000 mm -hmm. that was sealed. But this so, immediately follows after that. I mean, yes. It's the, it's the same chapter and it's yes. the next verse. Yes. And the 144,000 were clearly from the 12 tribes. The, the blood descendants of the 12 tribes of the, the nation of Israel with the name of the tribe clearly listed. 12,000 from each of those tribes. And then Revelation 7, 9, uh, Goyim nation from every tribe, tongues, people, and nation. So whoever thinks that salvation is restricted only to 144,000, God put a ceiling and a quota and a cap on it, is greatly mistaken mm -hmm. by the scripture. And the scripture is very clear that as many as believe in him, he will give them right to become children of God. And so I think another great point that you make in your devotional is bringing in the Psalms 2 passage mm -hmm. where we see that Jesus asks for the nations from the Father. And that now in this verse, Revelation chapter 7, verse 9, we see the nations before the throne. Again, one of the first times we we're catching this glimpse and so that's a, a fulfillment of the father giving jesus the nations even in the midst of tribulation and persecution um you know satan's raging on the earth but what he doesn't realize is that for the very first time there's a representative in heaven from every nation tongue and tribe and uh and so and then it would quickly be upon the earth so in matthew 24 the olivet discourse uh, beginning with the beginning of sorrows, which is actually a uh, another way to say birth pangs, mm -hmm. and birth pangs are a process that's necessary give, to give birth to something, mm 
and in this case is the purposes of God and the age to come. And so it leads all the way to the time of great tribulation and the second coming of Jesus. So we see that the, the birth pang is necessary, actually accelerate the birthing of this Revelation 7-9 reality. So if this is true, Blair, are you suggesting that Revelation 7-9 is an answer to Psalms 2? Yes, fully I am suggesting. That. I am saying amen to your suggestion. And I also, I would love for you to take another minute or two and explain why, why does this verse imply a victorious church in the midst of persecution? Well, it talks about great multitudes. It's the multitude, the sea of humanity that's before the throne of God mm. that we are witnessing. And they come from every tongue, tribe, nation, and people embracing Jesus, making it through great testing and great trouble of the great tribulation. Which would mean also that the church has fulfilled the great commission, that the church has been uh, by the grace of the Lord. and, and The church was advancing through tribulation. Yeah, advancing through tribulation and it was accomplished. That which Jesus gave at the end of Matthew, that they would go out to every nation and tongue and tribe, has been completed. The great tribulation cannot even stop the advancements of the church. And mature enough Christians that they would be able to go through persecution unto death. Yes, Revelation 12 talks about that they love not their life even unto death, and they overcome by their word of their testimony. This is the description of the victorious church. The devil has been cast down by Michael on the earth, and the, the devil is roaring like a lion, seeking to devour anyone along the way. And yet you have the church who overcome the devil by the blood of the land, the word of their testimony, and love not their life even unto death. This Amen. is exciting time to be alive. Exciting time to be discipling people. But we must disciple them with the biblical reality, with a great hope that we're going to see this great end time harvest from every tongue, every tribe, every nation. But it's exciting to be alive today. Yes. To be part of the church of Jesus Christ on the earth. God is not done with the church. God is not done with you. He has a great plan for you. But the plan is not just to bless you, but so that you can be like Abraham, that through you, all the families of the earth can be blessed. Amen. Well, this is truly a glorious verse that we have in the scripture because the Holy Spirit gave it. He will bring us to that place. Those of us who feel weak and broken, we can know that the Lord will accomplish this verse. And so, Brother Daniel, how can we pray this marvelous verse and this description of Jesus in the Jesus 360 prayer model? Well, before we pray, we have to understand that when we come to the Jesus, who is the Redeemer of great multitudes from every nation, tribe, people, and tongue, we have to understand then that we are the one that is redeemed from the nations. Jews and Gentiles, depending on our background, we redeem. As a redeem, we are now redeemed as co-workers with Christ to be a witness to every nation, every tribe, every tongue. That doesn't mean everyone has to go to the furthest part of the earth. It means we have to be attentive to be daily witnesses uh, to the people around us from every tongue, every tribe, every nation, not just people that we like, just people who are like us, but people who are from different cultures around us, 
who is very different from us. And the Holy Spirit will empower us because in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, the scripture says, When the Holy Spirit come upon you, you shall be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all Judea, in Samaria, and even to the ends of the earth. So let's pray. I'm going to pray for our dear audience today that the Holy Spirit will quicken your spirit as you come to the one who is the Redeemer of multitudes from every tongue, every tribe, every nation, every people. Lord Jesus, indeed, you are the desires of all nations. You are to be desired. Oh, remove the veil of our eyes that we may be still and know that you are God and you shall be exalted over the nation. And we pray in Jesus' name that even as we have that revelation, that we will be bold to enter into the Holy of Holies on the regular basis to pray for the nation and to, to be involved in the work in the nation beginning from our immediate neighbors. Father, we ask you in Jesus' name that your Holy Spirit will empower us on a daily basis that through our lifestyle and through our communication and through the way, God, that we actively are empowered by the Holy Spirit, that we will be an effective witness for you in the nation. Oh Lord, we know God that even as we pray, Lord, that even the hardest and the darkest nation will be opened up to you. There will be a remnant from them because we saw it in Revelation 7, 9, that there will be remnant from every nation, every tongue, every tribe, and every people that will stand before you to worship you, to call upon your name. And thank you, Jesus, for that reality. Thank you, Jesus for that church, O oh God, that you have prophesied and you've written about in the last days. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. We want to thank you for joining us for this Jesus 360 podcast. We invite you to join us next time as we continue on through the names and descriptions of Jesus in the book of Revelation. You satisfy my soul you satisfy my soul you satisfy my soul with your love you satisfy my soul you satisfy